Faith Underwood, who is an author. Hey, Faith. Hi, how are you? Doing all right. Uh, thank you for taking the time for being interviewed. Uh, for everyone out there who's listening, for those that are going to listen as well, later on, a little background about what inspires you to become an author and what have you been able to accomplish thus far? Oh, wow. Well, what inspires me? Uh, life. <laughs> There's no way around that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've, uh, just, I've always written. I've written since I've learned to write, and um, it was many of the ways using writing it just kind of helped me matriculate um through college and grade school so I won a lot of awards and I was able to get in different programs using my writing um what I've been able to produce through writing is uh, so far I have a website um diaryoffaith.com so there I have my blog poetry blog a lifestyle blog and I've also written uh, several books now. So I have one novel, and that's Trigger. I wrote that one uh, and published it in 2017. And this year, I published two children's books with my daughter. So I'm happy about that. Those books are called Great Rising. And so there's a storybook and a coloring book. Well, um, are all your published work, is it self-published, the novel and the two children's books? Um, my first book, Trigger, is self-published through Faith Underwood, but as of last year, I have started my own LLC, which is a publishing company, so I published my two children's books through my publishing company, Infinite Faith Publishing. Oh, wow. So not only are you the author, but you're also uh, your own publisher. I am, and I'm a publisher for others. <laughs> Uh, see that, and I was about to go there too. So you're, um, I guess, are you full-time entrepreneur? Uh, as of right now, via COVID, yes. Uh, but <laughs> I think <laughs> um, I was working at a, a counseling agency, and so I separated from that agency earlier this year. And uh, I was looking into getting in some other stuff, but the job market just. I'm not going out and risking, you know, I'm thankful for the essential workers, but I'm not going out to go to any office right now. I'm I'm home taking care of my uh, daughter and my boyfriend is working from home. We're all here. So right now I am full-time into Infinite Faith Publishing and DiaryOfFaith.com and shipping books out. But in the fall, I think I will be returning back to the classroom. Okay. So how do you like, um, I guess, being, you know, the business uh, person or the businesswoman now? Because once you've been authored and published your own project, you know, it's a great thing to be able to see it in print and for other people to interact with it. But then also to start your own publishing entity along with publishing others who do not know you know, the slippery slope of publishing. Um, how has that been for you? It's been motivating. It's been overwhelming. It's been inspiring. <laughs> I think you already know what entrepreneurship is. It is not just, you know, I have you walk in a park all the time. So, uh, but what you get from it, that freedom, oh man, that's irreplaceable that is irreplaceable and it is very hmm, what's the word fulfilling 
to have an idea and see it come, you know, fruition to see it in people's hands and it's across, you know, the nation. So, um, I don't know, just, I wouldn't trade the feeling for the world. And even returning to the classroom, I'm not stopping. Like, this is going to continue. It's a legacy. It's generational. You know, it's, it's an option for my future generation. That's what I'm talking about. So, how is your approach then when it comes to publishing other people? Because to have a publishing entity, entity, any business entity in itself, regardless if it comes from you know a creative standpoint, is to make money. Right. Do you, I guess, negotiate your deals a little differently than what someone would at a typical publishing entity. I do. Uh, I pretty much just kind of. I want to meet people where they are, but like you said, I also want to make money. <laughs> so right now, um, I don't like to call my business a small business. I know right now that's what we're saying, but I like to just go with independent because I am uh-huh. independent. I'm on moves. Uh, I get to work how I want to work, and so if I feel like I'm working with someone and you know they can't afford to spend. I don't know thousands of dollars. It doesn't cost that much anyway. So, um, and that's and that's another thing. My first novel, Trigger, I went through a publishing company. Mm-hmm. I self-published, but I went through a publishing company, and uh, I wanted to pick somewhere close. I was in making at the time, and uh, I wanted to pick somewhere close, somewhere that I could travel. Um, and I end up with a place uh, in the Atlanta area, and um, I spent quite a bit and don't get me wrong I don't regret it because I know what kind of work I wanted I know I wanted a professional book I've read novels before you know errors in it and I wanted it to be everything I wanted it to be but looking back I did learn uh just by going to conferences and networking that you know I didn't have to spend that much money and so I wanted to just you know put take the power and put it in my own hands so right now uh I would say I'm pretty affordable, and uh, I just kind of meet people where they are. And you know, if I can stay within that budget, then hey, let's let's do. I'll do what I can. But you know, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> no, yeah, I did. I do. <laughs> but I like for you know, I like for that information to come out from all the guests, especially the ones who are involved in those industries, because I think sometimes because I've been doing things as an entrepreneur for so long now like for the first business in 2005 full time since 2013 and I haven't looked back since eight kids, wife, lifestyle has not changed, kids wow. don't even know what really a hardship is um, it's sometimes when I present information I guess it could be either overwhelming or because it's simplicity to me but it could seem complex to others so I always like for other people to reiterate, you know, what it is to go and get something and have a, you know, and have a that accomplishment and to take an idea and make it tangible in the entire process of that. Um, as as far as like, uh huh. No, I was just saying it takes time. It takes your time. <laughs> yes, it, it does. Yeah, people don't understand. Well, not everybody, because you know some people will support and they want support, and 
they don't ask any questions. It's like, hey, you know, whatever I need to do, let's do. And then you have others. It's like, hey, I'm working with this. And that's why I said I meet people where they are. But at the end of the day, uh, I know that this is a business. And, you know, you don't go to Nike and say, hey, well, uh, I don't want to pay this much. <laughs> you know, so. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> So have you thought about doing any uh, particular classes to offer um, upcoming writers and authors who want to get their name out and to show them, like, you know, how the industry really is? I have thought about it. Uh, so far, what I've done was, you know, of course, after I first published uh, Trigger, I, mm-hmm. I was, uh, you know, kind of bombarded with a lot of questions like, hey, you know, how do I publish a book? Um, this, that, and the third. And uh, what I finally done, I uh, put it up on my website last year, was I made a, uh, it's a guide. So uh, it's a publishing guide, and it's free. There's a free version. There's also a full version. I have not put the full version up yet, which is more detailed. But it's a guide, and it's like a, a checklist. So you can check off things as you go. So there is that free document. Um, on my website that's diaryoffaith.com slash IFTE but I have been networking with some creatives that I know uh, a lot of them are from Macon we're uh, living in Atlanta now or just living all over the country but I have been networking with some people and we do want to set up you know a virtual meeting to talk about these things because it's, it's a lot of people out there that want to get into writing art music and don't know where to start yeah, um, that, that's something I would definitely love to collaborate with you on. Um, so, you know, I'm a business oriented. Let's like talk about numbers and stuff, if you don't mind. Did uh, publish your book is one thing, and get into that process. Selling is another thing. Were you able to meet like any of your goals that you had set for it, or did you exceed goals, or how did that work out for you? Well, with Great Rising, uh, I did a pre-release. Let's see. I think I did my pre-release from maybe mid-March up until uh, the middle of April. Mm-hmm. And originally, originally, I wanted to release Great Rising by my birthday. Uh, and that was November the 28th last year. And I started on it uh, maybe in like April or May last year. And... I wanted to release it so bad by my birthday and it was not going to happen. So I had to be realistic with myself and give myself a real goal. So I said, okay, I'll have it out by May um, 2020. And when the quarantine happened, it was just like, okay, we have all these kids at home. Uh, Teachers are overwhelmed. Parents are overwhelmed. What if I can get my book out, you know, before school ended? What if I could give them something to put on the summer reading list? And like I said, there's that coloring book activity book as well. And so uh, I just pushed. I just started pushing myself. I'm like, okay. And I, I in January, I actually had a client that I was working on her ebook, um, and I finished that. So after I finished that, I was able to just go head first into uh, Great Rising, and I was actually able to get it out by April 28th and let's see so I had my pre-release orders uh from you know March to April and I released it on April 28th and by Thursday or Friday of that week 
it was sold out. So I'm now. Oh wow. clear i sold out of storybooks i had about five or six coloring books left but i did sell out of the storybooks and so now i have my new order and i'm just working on getting those out okay so you have a audience that's uh, supporting i do i do and i am so grateful <laughs> i am so grateful for everybody that supports so when you first started this whole venture of wanting to publish even your first novel how were your peers, uh, what was the reaction of your peers and immediate family members when you started to share this vision with them? Uh, okay. Mostly positive. I can maybe think of one incident where someone was very negative about it, but other than that, all positive. Uh, I went into school into college uh, I'm, I'm a I know I'm kind of going off a little bit but uh, I have like two science degrees and I went mm-hmm. into school just that science was the way to go you know I, like everybody else you, you're young you, you're like hey what do you want to do when you you get older and I'm like oh, I'll be a doctor you know so I went into school doing that and thinking that but uh, I remember one time I had a friend from making that call me he was at North Carolina not North Carolina, he was at, uh, I can't remember right now, uh, Tennessee. He was at Tennessee uh, State, and he called me, and we were just kind of, you know, reminiscing and chatting. And he said, you know, you should go, you should be a writer. Why weren't you an English major? And I'm like, I don't know, you can't make any money doing that. And <laughs> now <laughs> So it's, it's funny how passions work. And so when I when I finally decided to just write a book, I was actually uh, I had actually just been laid off from an engineering company in Macon, and I'm just sitting here like, okay, I have this degree, I had a short lived job, what am I going to do? <laughs> and mm-hmm. so uh, actually had two science degrees by this time. And so, you know, I was just sitting there getting unemployment. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to write a book. And I remember I made the status and everybody was like, yay, finally. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> so everybody else knew. It's just that you everybody, wasn't listening to uh, the was, world or the universe telling you what you need I to was, do. I was not. I wasn't. It was right in my face. Yeah, and the, I, I think, uh, you know, as we are introduced to um, different things in our lives when we're growing up and based off of previous experiences with other people, that I guess we're pigeon-held. And no one, because no one, I'm sure you're the first one in your family or the first one within your circle to be able to make something successful with what you wanted to do. And there were no other people who had the same background or who tried, like, you know, being an author and a publisher. So without that lack of knowledge, people will be like, well, I don't know if that's going to work or how are you supposed to make money from it? We we doubt our own selves. Um, but I, I love the fact that, you know, you broaden your horizon and now you're even showing your, um, your child that, you know, you can follow a dream and be able to make something of that and that right. we could do anything that we want to do as far as our passion I tell people all the time you know make your passion your profit um, yeah. and once you start following it 
one, I think it becomes easier um, an experience because when you're passionate about something, you're not always focused on the money. Of course, you want to make the money, and the money right. will come, but that's not your only motivation. So you do icing stuff. On the cake. Exactly, it is. It's icing on a cake, and <clears throat> like I, I even instill that with my kids. I tell them, you know, go follow, go. I want you to do something in life that you want to do, not what I want you to do. You go do something that you feel that you could wake up and do every day without being paid. When you get paid, that's the icing on the cake. Um, right. But I don't, I don't want to limit them in any way. I don't want them to sit there and think that, you know, something can't happen. Um, and, I, and I want them to be happy with the choices that they make. It's like, if I would have, I guess, been more of an entrepreneur way earlier in my life, then there's no telling where I would be at right now. Um, but you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But I like the fact that you know you're doing that. Your child gets to see that. Other people are inspired by that. Have has anyone else like told you that since you started following their dreams, they started to do theirs as well? Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Have they started to follow their dream as well? Now, I've been told that you, um, um, people are proud of me and they are inspired, but have they took that additional step? Hmm. Now, I have a friend, Georgia Nubia. She is a poet. She's in uh, South Carolina. She's from Macon. And she's... Mm-hmm. Her second book, and we actually both released our book last month. Um, our well, yeah, our second book last month. Now we've had a lot of talks about just publishing and writing and what it's done for us. So I would say maybe, maybe I was part of that a little bit. Well, yeah, you never know. Um, and then the you know the longer you do it, the more people get to see that. It's uh, you can't accomplish. Um, but why do you think the ones who do want to pursue their passions have not taken that necessary step yet to actually go out there and do it? Fear. I think uh, fear is really the only thing that stops us from doing anything. Some form of anxiety, you know, just some form of fear. It doesn't have to be that bloody. I'm, I'm afraid, but there's something in you that's stopping you, and it, it has to be fear. I, do, I, I believe in that. I tell people that I think that's one of the, if not the number one reason why people don't go and pursue or they give up because of the unknown. But I was having a conversation with someone, and I was like, why does the unknown have to be a bad thing? Like, you look at the unknown of not as far as security, right? not knowing if you're going to have enough money to pay bills and things of that nature I look at the unknown as the potential I'm like right. you could be sitting so on a, exactly a 20 million dollar business and due to you know thinking of it as in a different way or being you know I guess sort of like you know thinking of it as a pessimistic way but I'm looking at the, the glass is half empty and not half full I mean, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the potential for things. So, what have you learned in your experiences being an author and a publisher that you necessarily didn't know 
before jumping into the industry? jumping into the industry <laughs> well first off um, everything that I did even with uh, publishing Trigger although I went through someone else I did a lot of research you know I just didn't go say hey I want to publish my book I, I did a lot of research uh, to figure out you know if I wanted someone else to market or if I wanted to market or if I wanted to put it on a platform I will say this um I right now don't have any of my hard copies of my book on Amazon or any of those platforms. I have my trigger ebook on Amazon, but um, I have not put my hard copies up yet. Now, I'm not saying that I won't because on Amazon, you, I mean, there's just such a huge platform. You know, a lot of people have access to my book on Amazon. But Amazon gets a bit of your royalty. Yeah. Uh, for instance, yeah. For instance, I was putting, I was thinking about putting Great Rising up, and uh, the storybook is, it's it's under twelve dollars. It's eleven dollars mm-hmm. and change, and I would get like a dollar a book. So oh well. I could make a, a lot of money because you know more people will have access to it. But starting now, you know, right now it's. I'm only selling my hard copies from my website so that my daughter and I, my family and I can, you know, get our, you know, full profit. Um, but I'm not saying that I won't put them up there. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, I went to a, uh, I went to, a, let's see, Indie Author Day last year in Clayton mm-hmm. County. And I was speaking with another author. You know, I told him, I said, well, I haven't put my books on there yet, but I'm thinking of uh, just, you know, maybe selling my own books from there uh, without going, you know, like maybe having a store and selling the books or Mm -hmm. not print on demand. And he says, well, it's kind of tricky because I've tried to do that. And what happens is Amazon will say, you know, you know, when you get to the part about shipping, it'll say that it won't come for two to three weeks. And I'm like, what? And he's, you know, basically saying that's a turn off to shoppers. Yeah. So I haven't um, researched much of that part yet, but that's one thing I did not realize. You know, you, you know, you go and buy stuff off of Amazon all the time, not really realizing, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's, it is that tricky situation where you go to a bigger platform but and this is the thing I would add to that too that those bigger platforms they boast about their platform but they don't help you market I'm like exactly. you still have to do all the marketing so right. it's just in convenience for the consumer but you can make money having a niche fan base who are buying at the same uh, retail but you're getting more of the money. It's like the independence of yeah. everything. Like, it I is. I can go and sell like you know whatever, like twenty bags of tea, and get a full price for them. Or I could put those same twenty bags on Amazon. They'll sell out the same way. But I won't get the amount of money that I made. Right, <laughs> that you produced. So. Exactly. So, and I'm like, with all your work that you put into it, because writing a book and copywriting it, and you know, just going through the printing process and all that, and then turn around marketing it, it's a lot of work. 
It is. It's a whole lot of work. And you are so right about that marketing. A lot of people don't even realize that. So once you upload that book or ebook, unless you already, you know, kind of have a huge fan base platform on your own, your mm-hmm. book is getting lost in like all of the other books. <laughs> and there's yeah. so many books. <laughs> <clears throat> exactly. I, I tell uh, artists, uh, indie artists, all the time. Cause I'm, a, I'm an advocate for one, just the indie process, a do-it-yourself process, or working with others who understand that uh, process. But then um, I tell them, like, when you upload your music, I'm like, oh, iTunes released a report back in 2017 where they had like 10 million singles that were not even downloaded once from artists. Mm. Wow. And I'm like. <clears throat> yeah, just sat there on the server in the cloud or wherever it's at digitally. And I'm like, they didn't even buy their own thing just to show a track of sales. And, right. And I'm like, if you're not going to track your sales or whatever, there's no point in really going to a bigger platform to uh, to attract, you know, more investors. And I'm like, that's the whole point of that, being able to show that your proof of concept actually works because this many people bought such and such. So. I think just because you put it out there, people automatically go come across it and just buy it. No, no, like it, doesn't work. it doesn't work that way. You have to drive people. I'm like, it's a whole big business to do it outside. Big business can spend millions of dollars on marketing a year. I'm like, if you're not spending anything, then right. you're just wasting your time. Yep. So I mean, um, it's not that much friends in the world, like yeah. <laughs> so do you uh get a lot of support from just people you network with or a lot of uh family and friends support you uh family and friends and i, I would i would say both i would definitely say both like uh great rising when great rising sold out it was uh, my making people, or, or especially making people who are in different areas in the country now. Um, the Atlanta area, uh, I would say both. I would definitely say both. I have a friend that I met on Instagram like a couple years back. We we met on Instagram, just networked through there, and she's in the Dominican Republic, and she bought my book. So, <laughs> yeah, I would just say friends, families, and just, and networking, 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 networking. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think there's one thing that a lot of business uh, people fail to realize when you start something. Networking is like one of the best things you could do besides like having the huge capital to really put your name out there. Um, it allows you, you know, to establish that relationship with people uh, people will continuously talk and spread the word, especially if they feel like it's a vested uh, relationship where, you know, both parties are benefiting. I think it's one of those overlooked things. And I think, you know, with social media, I just had a guy that I interviewed uh, before interviewing you, and he's a social media uh, personnel here in Macon. And, like, I know we get caught up with social media, but at the same time, it's not the only thing, it's just a tool. Right. It's the only thing that we can do. And I've gotten like way better responses in just networking with people as opposed to just thinking I can just post online. Now, I do connect with people online, I follow up, and I think that's where a lot of people miss out on it. Like they'll post something and or someone will inquire, they won't respond back to them, or they'll mm-hmm. take too long. 
and they just discontinue that relationship when I'm like someone reaches out to you that's an open invitation it is for you to keep that relationship going definitely I agree so what's your um, genre where where would you say that you know your genre uh, falls in Trigger is a fiction novel. Uh, I like to say it's about black love. <laughs> um, okay. It's, just a, it's a life story. It's a love story. Um, it follows Lena and Alonzo. And Lena is a... She's an avid daydreamer. And then uh-huh. in a relationship, but it, it, it's getting rocky. And so she's kind of depending on her daydreams to escape reality, but reality always fights back, you know, so, uh, that trigger, so, you know, romance, fiction, uh, I hate to say romance, because I feel like it, it, it deters the male readers, but Mm -hmm. the guys who have read this book are waiting for the next one, because it's written from the the male and female perspective, and, uh, I've always felt myself be those tomboys. Some people would agree, some people won't. So it was fun expressing my masculine energy and uh and trigger. <laughs> um, Great Rising. It's a children's book. Uh, are you? I know you're probably familiar with the phrase "Great Rising" or "Grand Rising." Correct. Mm-hmm. So Great Rising is a, I would say, a motivational book. It's about you know your day could go anywhere. It all starts with great rising. So it's about starting your day with positivity. And, you know, even when you hit those obstacles, just remember that tomorrow you get another opportunity. You know. Um, and the act, the coloring and activity book, of course, it has it's the same story, but uh, it's their coloring pages. But the activities are uh, you get to create a mantra. Uh, vision board type activities and lists like lists everything and and everyone you're thankful thankful for because you know I think that's important if if half the time we just remember to be thankful we would our day would be different yes and just how we interact with people and like that's how you actually set the seed for change right so um as far as moving forward, do you have any upcoming projects that you're working on that you want to release uh, maybe later on this year or next year? Or what can the people expect from you in the future? In the future, my biggest, biggest project, the project that's been on my mind ever since Trigger, is Recoil, part two of Trigger. Um, so <laughs> I really want that to be out next year. But having a, a toddler and writing a novel uh, I have to find the time I have mm-hmm. to find the time so it's, it's I've been started it and I'm working on it slowly but surely but I'm, I'm ready I am ready to release Recall and uh, I think I'll finally release my poetry maybe that would be the 2022 project my goal is to just produce something every year if I can produce at least one thing every year uh, I'll be happy. <laughs> okay. Um, recall for 2021. Look, this this is me manifesting and saying it right now. 
Recall 2021 and Ready 2022 Poetry Book. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Do you perform any of your poetry at any events or prior to, you know, with COVID-19 or after this whole thing, once, you know, goes away, will you be performing or reading any of your books? Ooh, Lord. So that is something that I have to overcome, that fear, because I, I do not like reading my own work, especially not aloud, and I don't know why. Um, I, I will be doing a live event at some point for uh, Great Rising. I want to do some story time readings with that. <laughs> um, with Trigger, uh, it has a poem, a poem in the back as well. And uh, I performed that at the release soiree uh, back in 2017. And my nerves were... <laughs> my nerves were shot. But I have a friend that... Uh, does spoken word and I also have a cousin and they go out and they go to shows and I said that one day I'm going to do it so one day I'm going to do it how about that okay after, after COVID-19 um subside quite a bit I'll, I'm open to, to trying that so I've been meditating and on transformation and uh my first meditation was expanding my reach and I, I think I need to speak up if I want to expand my reach so uh, your blog series that you have um, using my magic how has that been going for you oh my gosh I'm scouting people now I have one person who I've said I wanted to reach out to them since like two weeks ago and every time I sit down to do it I end up doing something else Cause you know, like I said, we are working from home, and I got a, <laughs> a, a, a 18 month old going on 19 months, so she is enjoying herself. <laughs> but uh, I do have some people I want to reach out to. I want to get some more businesses out. Uh, you know how it is as an entrepreneur. You see other people, and it's so funny because people will say to me like oh my gosh I see you posting I see you do, doing this and doing that and I'm thinking oh I need to be doing all of this and I'm sitting here thinking I'm looking at you and I'm thinking I need to do the same thing <laughs> so, <laughs> so many people, you know there's so many people who I'm inspired by and I like to showcase that I like to let people know like hey this is somebody you need to be looking at they are working they have some great products you know they building their own like I'm all for that for Mother's Day um my my uh mom you know I made sure I, I shopped I shopped black you know mm-hmm. there's so many people out here you know producing quality products and you know I just want to say hey I see you I'm shopping with you I support so <laughs> I have some people that I'm scouting and I want to get back to writing that and um I just have so much stuff going on so I have to uh, one thing I need to work on is just creating that schedule. This they work on that. This they work on this. Because right now I, I touch everything <laughs> in a day. Yeah, I, I, I do mentoring and um, especially for entrepreneurs. And that's one of the things I harp on them about. You cannot um, do everything in one day. So do not take that approach. It, it also burns you out too. Exactly. Um, so accomplish you know your goals like if Mondays is for emails 
leave it at that Tuesdays for like solicitation and trying to drive traffic to the sites do that Wednesdays for posting Thursdays for you know creative uh, writing sessions you know Fridays is for you know sales whatever the case may be or sending out orders leave it like that because as you keep growing and growing and growing you won't be able to you know do everything that you had wanted to be done and then it can affect you know business because once you start really uh, getting that momentum going you don't want it to stop you always want right. it to keep coming in so yeah that's, that's one of the things I harp on them about and like I've had a couple of them they listen to me and they love it now it was like you know what I really did listen to you and I started like that's how you have to do it uh, because okay. I've been to that point to where you know I felt like I was going to give up and I was burning myself out and I was like you know what let me step back and that's how I was able to like do so many other different things I'm like currently I have, was it, I think four businesses on paper, and I manage anywhere between eight to ten brands, um, along with the eight kids and a wife, so, yeah, and then, you know, I have creative, like, things that I like to do as well, Right. so, but I always have people, that's one of their questions, like, well, how do you do, get to do all this, you have to, like, set your day up accordingly, yeah. and, like, I allow, you know, my day to be fluid, but... I don't get stuck on like trying to get everything accomplished in one day and I set my primary goal that I want to accomplish for that day and that's what it is as long as I've done that you uh I've made progress and you can also see the progress too you know when you do stuff like that um some other people they get caught up in the emotions of what you were saying and when you do that you're like the little hamster wheel in the cage you're running around in a circle but when you step back from it you're not going anywhere you're stationary and right. that could be a situation where it was like you know you're just sitting there thinking about well I feel like I've done all this work and you have done all this work you haven't seen any you know progress in it because you haven't been able to measure it and it could deter you from you know continuing that path and I've, I've seen a lot of people just give up just due to the frustration of you it's know, a roller coaster. Yeah, it is. And then you, I'm like, just from talking to you, I'm like, you're doing two things. I'm like, one, you're being, what well, three? You're you're an author. You're also branding yourself, but then you're also running the publishing entity. That's three different jobs in itself. Right. They have you know sub jobs to them, so it's a lot. It is, and I mean, it's running a business. It's life. It's, it's just like everyday life. Even if you're working a nine to five, like life is, uh, what what does Big Chris say? He said it's the EQ of highs and lows. So, you yes, gotta learn how to ride the waves. You gotta learn how to ride the waves. And when you're on that, uh, when you on a low, you just gotta know that, you know, it, it doesn't last forever. It's just feelings, it's just emotions because you're gonna be okay. You know, if you think you're gonna be okay, you're gonna be okay. If you don't yeah. think you're gonna be okay, then you might not be. <laughs> you know. so you have yeah, to, you have to will it. You have to have that spirit, that spiritual fortitude, and know within yourself that you know I can do this. I can get through this. If I got through this that happened a month ago, two years ago, then I can get through what I'm going through now. And you have to learn because if you're not learning from these lows. Oof. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing if you're not learning. You gotta, you gotta learn. You gotta observe. And you 
so let me let me ask you this: as someone who has been accomplishing her goals and being an entrepreneur, a woman boss, running the business, the people that uh, would say used to hang around you prior to that, and then the people that you surround yourself with now, has your circle changed, or do you see like some people stepping back from you because that's what you're focused on? Um, uh, I would say yeah. I mean, but that's just balance. That's that's just balance. I have a lot of people in my circle now that have been in my circle for ever. You know, because my my circle has mainly been, you know, pretty small. So, uh, and I have you know new people, like you said, networking. I have new people that I'm catching up with, or I've just met, and we just motivate each other. There are a lot of entrepreneurs in my circle for sure. That's for certain. That's what I'm talking we're about. All, we're all building. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and I'm sure you have, uh, you know, you talk to each other and y'all have inspirational stories and information you can pass along, along to one another. That's so, how you learn. How is the uh, Greater Atlanta entrepreneur um, industry? Is it what you expected? Is it a lot of support with, especially you know, with the um, black businesses or? Now I, I would say yes. Um, I did not. I was not able to get out a whole lot last year. You know, like I said, new parent. Um, I was pretty much. She pretty much had that first year dedicated to her. Um, and this year I said that I was going to try to go out and network more and do more events because I, I, I make quite a bit of uh, money that way, especially with my crystals. I have a meditation store on my website, mm-hmm. you know, uh, med- mini meditation kits for people who are like beginning uh, and crystals. I have crystals. And um, when I go to my events up here, oh my gosh, if not, if I don't get one book sale, I get uh, crystal sales. <laughs> Okay. And part of part of the reason why I created Great Rise, number one, I just needed to create something. I'm a creator. And so for me to not be writing or doing anything, I think I was like getting depressed. And so I had to just make time to write. Like I wrote and and design I I, feel like I wrote new books, I designed new books, I did everything. Um, I, I got my own ISBNs. You know, I, I did everything. My copyright, the Library of Congress number. I did everything for this book. And I did a lot of it, uh, you know, when everybody was asleep. I was up working. And so I wanted to have this book not only because it's just a manifestation, um, it's, it's, it's art, it's legacy. But business-wise, I noticed that when I went to events, People were really interested in trigger, but then you also have that, oh, I'll, maybe I'll just look at your website or get the ebook. They didn't want to spend that fifteen ninety five. Now, you it's know, like exactly I said, cheap people, book. I know it is, but you you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I just spent. Okay. What'd you say? No, I'm sorry. I, I was saying I just spent like the other day. I just bought two books off of Amazon. It was like twenty dollars each. Well, that's because people have to mark their stuff up <laughs> so they can get some money. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah, the people that want to support, they come, hey, I want the book, and they get the book. But a lot of people are interested. But you can tell, you know, they're coming to these events to go, you know, browse around and get little trinkets. Some of them don't necessarily want to 
spend that much unless they get some clothes or something. And so yeah. my my crystals, they're all under ten. Um, the kits were about fifteen or eighteen dollars. So I have maybe a few of those sell, but the crystals, you know, oh my gosh, people were going crazy. And so I say, you know, if I can get a book, if I can have something else that's like five dollars, ten dollars, it it would be an introduction, you know. So business-wise, exactly. um, I really wanted Great Rising to be under ten. Um, and the coloring book is under ten, but the storybook. It's a little over, but that's just, you know, production costs. You know, I have to make my profit. So um, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to create Great Rising. But, you know, so when I go to my events, I have an array of products and an array of price ranges to meet everybody. Well, I definitely, uh, I got some people I uh, put you in contact with. Um... We'll, we'll do that here momentarily but for everybody out there let them know where they can follow you on social media how they can inquire um, how they can support and it, I always like to give my guests like a final saying um, so if you have like a mantra that you like to say every day or, or anything that you want to reiterate to the people you can let them know okay okay alright so to wrap it up if you need to email me you can always email me at faithunderwood at diaryoffaith.com my website is diaryoffaith.com let's see Instagram is you the letter you would w-o-o-d have faith you would have faith that is also my Twitter you would have faith and on Facebook you can find me at author faith underwood I'm going to give you, um, let's see, two phrases. One is my faith under wood phrase, and that's remember to always take the leap of faith. And I am also going to let you know, and this is from Infinite Faith Publishing and Enterprises, LLC, there are infinite possibilities when you have infinite faith. Well, Faith, I uh, definitely appreciate it. Um, you, you got a few minutes uh, to spare? Sure. Okay, I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to hit you up on a, uh, on like Zoom or something like that in a minute. Um, but definitely, you're welcome back to the show. I would love to do this in person. Uh, once COVID-19 and all that stuff goes away, I don't mind doing follow-up interviews or actually help you know, spread the uh, message. Um, I like the energy that you display, and you know I'm I'm here just like you here. We're, we're all here in this together to push one another, and so, so everyone can be uh, successful. I want uh, everybody out there, y'all make sure y'all go um, follow Faith, um, check out the books, check out the uh, website diaryoffaith.com. Support, support, support your small black businesses because we uh, need one another. Uh-huh. We're not small, we independent. Well, independent, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're independent black businesses. I think I might start saying that from now on. <laughs> but um, y'all out there, y'all make sure y'all keep us supported, and we're going to have more interviews here in a little bit. We're going to let y'all go out with some music real quick. 
Anybody out there, y'all can always follow uh, Baked Out underscore radio underscore show on the gram and the Baked Out radio show page. And for those who tune into the uh, Cannabis Conversation segment as well, new episode season two airing May 18th, 8 o'clock. Go to the Cannabis and Conversation Facebook page, and that's where you can see those videos. <laughs>